Alright. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And uh, today we are continuing our journey through uh, through Transformers Prime with uh, episode number 57, Project Predacon. Yay! First aired May 17th, 2013, uh, written by one of the usual Prime suspects, Dwayne Capizzi. Yeah. Yay, and, and our... It seems like... This, the Sean Negosian like direct every episode at this point. I think it's like every. I thought in the early things. I think it's like every other episode or every third episode. Maybe every time I look, it seems to be him, or at least for the last season and a half. Well, he also has the most uh, memorable name. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, I believe it's Armenian. <laughs> Even if we're not sure how to pronounce it. But yeah, uh, for instance, last uh, episode was directed by the equally memorably named Scooter Tidwell. Yes, that is a good name. <laughs> I did not notice that. Of course, one. the name Scooter is always just good across the board. You oh, can't sure. go wrong with that. Uh, I was going to say my favorite Muppet, but no, Scooter is not anybody's favorite Muppet. Aww, no. true. But I like Scooter more than most more pe- people. But sad. More people like Skeeter than they like Scooter. Yeah. And she was only in the cartoon. And she's not even on the new one. No, that's sad. Like the new Muppet Babies. Oh, what? There's a new Muppet Babies? What? It's it's like CG. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure I approve of that, but. Um, and anyway, it's, uh, I think neither Scooter nor Skeeter are in it, but they've replaced them with uh, a penguin. Uh, oh, well, penguins are always good. No, I'm going to say that's... Man, that's sad. <laughs> I'm sad. I am saddened by this news. Oh. Um, um, I am unhappy. Also, uh, Nanny is voiced by uh, Parks and Rec and Venom's Jenny Slate. Ha. Okay. Anyway, Project Predacon. Hmm? Yes. Dun dun dun. So, uh, so we open with, uh, with Agent Fowler, who's driving a gigantic, weird-looking monster truck up to Optimus Prime, which is an experimental all-terrain expeditionary fighting vehicle from our mask division. <laughs> which, I, I have to ask, like, why did mask build a rocket-powered truck? But then I guess the answer to that is because mask? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Also, I mean, because they're fighting, because they're working overtime, fighting crime, fighting crime. <laughs> I, I do say, I will say that it is, uh, it's commendable of Agent Fowler to actually provide an Autobots alt mode for a change. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Since he has long had a habit of accidentally providing Decepticon alt modes. Mm-hmm. Oops. Well, uh, we don't know how the Autobots got their alt modes to begin with, other than uh, smokescreen. Right. I mean, in fact, this is the only time we've actually seen an Autobot scan their their alt mode on this show, apparently. I mean, uh, one yeah. can assume that they were doing it the same way that the Decepticons were doing it. Right. We, they just didn't do it on screen. We just get to see Agent Fowler actively providing the Decepticons with new alt modes. <laughs> 
like, hey, you're you're like a bigger and cooler looking man. You should, you should have this bigger, cooler looking truck. Yes. Which I, it doesn't look practical in any way. It has four giant turbines on the back of it. It, it looks like it's built from spare parts. Because I mean, I remind you, is. the mask also had a car with like gullwing doors that opened up, and then it could fly. <laughs> But I mean, that's how it works. It did look it? like that's... a normal car most of the time. That's basically what look I look like more ridiculous things. Every single child in the 80s believed actually was how they worked. To be yes, honest, yeah. And I will also note that they, that they spelled command with a K. Yes. Despite well, not the being work, the bad the guys. That's right. Normally that's the sort of thing the bad guys do because Russians. Well, yeah, well, the, the bad guys were named Venom because Cobra was already taken. <laughs> I mean, I, which was even a m- more hilarious acronym. It stood for Vicious Evil Network of Mayhem. <laughs> Vicious, Vicious and, and evil. evil. That's right. Oh. So remind me. And Mayhem. Was Mask, Mask was one of those that wasn't originally Hasbro, but was a company that got bought by Hasbro, right? Well, the, yes, they were Kenner. Okay. And then has Robot Kenner. Yes. So that was that was Kenner's idea. Blame Kenner. Yes. And I think Mask is the one that they've sort of most absorbed into other products because they also released a G.I. Joe figure of uh, Matt Tracker. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, didn't – wasn't – or was that – wasn't there a convention exclusive that was also like someone else – was it the bad guy? Uh, yeah, I think they did make some sort of Miles Mayhem of some sort. Or was a guy who was vaguely based on Miles Mayhem. Mm-hmm. I think it I might mean, have been a Russian guy named, don't laugh, Mayhemovsky. <laughs> it is too late, I have left. Yeah. So. I mean, Mask is kind of the easiest to absorb into other things. Because, I mean, they're basically the easiest to absorb into G.I. Joe. Yes. Because they're really only a step removed from G.I. Joe. Or like this with Transformers, they're, they're just related to vehicles that do things, and you could slot that into most other toys yes. for boys, really. Yeah. You, d- you don't have to really work it in like visionaries. Yes. Or even ROM. Yes. Well, I'm surprised Rom hasn't been worked in better in anything else. I mean, he's, well, I guess because of the rights issue held him back for eternity. Yes. And also, nobody actually likes Rom that much. <laughs> they just like those know, Rom comics. They just like Bill Mantlow's comics. Him. Yeah. And the, and the, the original commercial, Rom the Space Knight, Rom the Wraith Slayer. I'm, I'll, I'll take your word for it because I'm uh, a young person. Well, yeah, I've already I don't seen it on the internet, too. But. Sure, sure. I didn't know Rom had a toy until, like, decades later after the comics had ended. Anyway, so Prime scans this thing, and we get our new intro.
I was yeah, I was, I was like wondering like if I had just get... like forgotten about nope, that. This is our first time seeing it, uh, aka Transformers Prime Drum Machine Remix. <laughs> it really is. Which it. It's a, this is a weird spot to do it, though. Well, oops, I guess it makes oops, sense because it's oops. featuring the new version of Optimus Right, Prime, and that was but... a spoiler until this episode. And the yeah. Predacon would have probably been a spoiler, yes. too. So well, I guess that's kinda, fair. But it's, it's, it's weird that we only get a new opening now when we have, what, ten episodes left? That is weird. <laughs> that is bizarre. It, it's so strange that there was never one in the second season. Yeah, it would be less weird if there was a second season one. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. well, to... it, it was Starscream was still with Megatron, it, and there were new characters. It It's so weird they never really tweaked it in season two. Yeah. Anyway. And it's not like any of the kids got new models. I feel like this season, the kids should have gotten new models, but... Uh, at least new outfits. Yeah. At least new shirts. Something. I'm, I'm tired of Miko's little robot shirt. <laughs> she just brought 50 of those from Japan. Big yeah. steamer trunk full of them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, yes. M- maybe somebody could get a new haircut. <sighs> yeah. No. I guess not. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if the humans on Robots in Disguise ever got new models. Uh, I never watched far enough to find out, so we'll figure it out, I guess. Well, I know they wear disguises a bunch of times. Uh, Yeah. uh, (laughs) That's, yeah, uh. Listen, I am- We're gonna have to start raiding the disguises, uh. Not excited for that. Listen, I am going to defend the disguises on that show. The adult in that show really needed an adult. <laughs> he is a single father who it's pretty obvious why he's a single father. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. A- anyway, so yeah. Um so Ultra Magnus and Wheeljack, they've gone to uh, the Autobots old base, which got trashed to salvage as much as they possibly could. And they found mostly a bunch of empty boxes, uh, the, the now useless Forge of Solus Prime, and, uh, the lobbing ball. Yes. With, which, and then Wheeljack tries to kill Miko. Oh, he almost like, reduces her to a meaty paste. Wheeljack, <laughs> that is garbage. That is just, it's garbage. And, Come on. uh, you know, Ratchet is all, hey, you know, you could have caused serious damage. And Miko says, yeah, to me. <laughs> and kid. was Rat is that what Ratchet was talking about, or was he really just worried about like the walls? Well, I imagine he just meant in general, both to <laughs> persons and to property. And also, that ball just looks like you welded it together from random crap. You could have made a new one. Yeah, yeah like I said, it just looks—it's junk. That is garbage, Jack. <laughs> you just, you went out and you like took a bunch of scrap paper that you saw lying around and scrunched them all together until you got like something ball sized and now you're just throwing it <laughs> at people. And I mean, as we, as we noted previously, lobbing doesn't actually appear to have any rules. It's just catch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is somehow their sport. Well, you know, when you're at war for that long, it kind of stifles your your cultural development. Oh, this is true. Hmm. 
Anyway, Ultra Magnus is all, listen, Wheeljack, I will not sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> Pretty much. Listen, uh, uh, you know, Optimus Prime made me leader of the Wreckers, and I hated it, because you all were jerks. And so now I'm, you know, I'm making you fall into line again. Okay, so I, I have opinions on this. Mm. Because mm-hmm. the whole idea of the Wreckers is that they, like, get the shit jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like, have to do the stuff that no one else wants, that's all the morally gray areas, and they're basically, like, the sketchy dudes no one actually wants to hang out with because they're kind of crazy and messed up, and, you know. So I feel like doing that sort of role should exempt you from having to deal with people like Ultra Magnus. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe they just got to the point where they were just so unprofessional. I guess. It was, it it just, was like the animal house of Autobot units. But, like, I, at that point, why not just disband it? Why put the guy in charge who's going to least, like, doing those jobs? It is a it is a very weird system. Yeah, that's, you're right, Jen. And, I mean, also, we're not sure, like, how morally gray these wreckers are. Yeah, And as far as Rebels go, they seem less like, you know, the secret kill team and more like, you know, the Fonz. Yeah, they they don't (laughs) seem like actual comics wreckers, really. I mean, it's a a cartoon show. You're not going to show them getting away with all sorts of, you know, war crimes and such. (laughs) Yes, they're they're not actually the war crimes unit. But yeah, I could see them being, like, fairly elite and sort of getting away with a lot because they're very good at what they do but then not not just because they're doing things that other people are morally opposed to but because they're doing things that are difficult and yeah i suppose at that point you probably want some degree of discipline and if they're going around acting like wheeljack then yeah i could see you assigning ultra magnus to whip them into shape so okay and wheeljack's all listen yeah he's all i'm just here because my car is in the shop (laughs) <laughs> yes, basically, yeah. Uh, so I suppose if if you're operating in a setting where they are not like, you know, comic wreckers, especially IDW, like G1 comic wreckers were pretty bad, yeah. but IDW comic wreckers got extremely bad. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's fine, I guess. I mean, either that or he is the guy who was sent in there, you know, like, stop committing all these war crimes, guys. Possible, possible. And they were just really petulant about it. <laughs> Aw, but war crimes. Yeah, but torture. We're enjoying all this torture. I mean, that, that doesn't exactly square with what we've seen of Bulkhead, who is a mostly gentle giant who occasionally pulls people's guts out. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's mostly a big softie. I mean, he's not as big a softie as animated Bulkhead, but still mostly a softie. Yeah. yeah. He he does tell Miko to look away before he pulls the guy's head off. Yes. Um, not even his head has guts. Yes. She does not listen, but he does at least tell her to I look feel away. He- so. Yeah, I feel head would be less disturbing. Yeah. Maybe just because headmasters are a thing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's turned into anybody's guts. <laughs> uh, uh, Power uh, masters could have... We're kind I mean, of like kind that of. sometimes. I mean, well, it depends upon how you think about pretenders. Well, that's sort of guts <laughs> and skeleton. Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah, that's more of a skeleton. Although, Wheeljack just pulling a guy's skeleton out would be amazing. 
Yes. Mm. Yes, it would be. Just like this robot skeleton. <laughs> we'll get to that next episode. Uh, oh, yeah. Actually, we're kind of going to get to it this episode. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's true. Sorry. All sorts of robot skeletons in this episode. Yes. Bones. And, and in fact, speaking of, uh, Optimus Prime, he's just jetpacking around. He's, uh, he sees what appears to be a new Decepticon, uh, Energon mine. He's just flying around because it's fun. They're well, like, oh, he's out on an important mission, but he was just like, this is fun. I'm gonna go fly around. Like no other Autobot has this, as far yeah. as we know. Yes, he, he's flying around like a brick shouldn't. <laughs> he's yes. truckimus flying. No regard. I, I mean, he's flying around like Ed McGuinness's Superman. Yes. <laughs> Flying around with no regard for your aerodynamics. And they, oh lord, he coming, as seen <laughs> in the last episode. Yeah. Oh, and Anyways, uh, we're, we're, you know. Blue Street gets a new redeco, er. Smokescreen. Smokescreen Smoke gets a new redeco into Blue Street, Blue Blue Streak. Yes, and he's all, hey, check out my cool paint job. And Ultra Magnus is, oh yeah, I see you repaint yourself. Here, go stack those empty cubes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he he basically says now you'll now you'll look very nice while you're over there stacking these empty cubes. <laughs> and like he just says empty cube like it's the most menial task possible. Yeah. Like it's not I, even monitor duty, it's just stacking cubes. I I have to say that like smoke screens whole like here I am, brain the size of a planet thing. <laughs> <laughs> this whole I was almost a prime thing. I I was having flashbacks to working at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and and also Miko was talking about how rad it would be if every if every Autobot had a jetpack. And Miko and Ratchet is all yes, Miko. It would be rad. <laughs> But also, we used up all the god juice in the Hammer of Souls Prime, so now it's just a big fancy paperweight. Yes. I mean, you can still swing it, as Magnus is happy to to show. Also, it it showed up briefly uh, earlier in the episode, uh, but Agent Fowler's... I guess maybe this was in the previous episode, too, and I was just writing notes when it came up on screen. But his base has a big letter E on it. It's Unit E. Yes, I love the big letter E on it because it's Unity. It, it's the weird Hasbro unifying franchise thing. Yeah, that they were totally trying to pull off. She never quite did. It, it's okay. Having a Unity reference in here is kind of neat because it, it's a little side note, a footnote in Transformers Hasbro history. But but it's also just a giant E on one of the hangers at this. Military base. Oh, it's just hangar E out of multiple hangars. Yeah, well, it's, the, it's between like D and F. That's yeah. the thing is that it, it's not just like a reference to Unity. This is like they were trying to make Unity happen. Yes. <laughs> like in the process of them trying to make it happen. I, I think Rick Alvarez has said that this was supposed to incorporate more Hasbro properties, but Rick Alvarez says, says a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. dubious things. Oh. Yes. They're supposed to be space pirates or something? Who knows? 
Look, Rick Alvarez oh, did a pirates. whole BotCon panel one year about those lunch break specials that kept getting smuggled out of China. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so it tur- Prime's investigating this cave. It turns out that it uh, they are not mining energon. They are mining for bones. Robot <gasps> bones. Oh no! Look at the bones! And so he, he gets part of it. Um, the, the insecticons who are mining this thing get another part, takes it back, and we sort of get a little exposition on WTF the Predacons are. Yeah, we also, get a nice- we get a, an insecticon that can talk, which I mean, I a couple of, what? a couple of them have talked. One of them yeah, was David, was, uh, David K. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, but hard- wasn't that the one who was the named character? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there was. So that's there was, different because he was special. Yeah, maybe he was the only one. Uh, uh, or if it happened since, uh, we've just forgotten because the Insecticons are barely in the show anymore. Mm. But the skull—it's a Skullgrin skull. Yes. Yes. And yes. So we get the exposition on you know the the Predacons of old. They were apparently uh, they existed on Cybertron before. Transformers came there slash evolved slash were built by Quintessons. Yeah, well, we don't get Quintessons. It, it's, no, it's weird no Quintessons. That, that it's like, they're like the dinosaurs of Cybertron when that does that seems like something that might have come up before. Well, there's like, a lot of, uh. Well, in fact, Dragon um, Predacon, I don't know. Miko, who is apparently, she asks if they're the same thing as Dinobots, but they are not. Yes, because there's a lot of like questioning here. Because okay, there are there there are Predacon quote bones on Earth, but then they're like, why are they there? What are Predacons? We have to explain to the kids what Predacons are. Uh, and so it's they're very much lampshading the idea that this is kind of weird and ridiculous. Though we do end up getting an explanation for it in in a few minutes. Yes. Uh, but I do appreciate also Vulcan talking about how we might have a Beast Wars on our hands. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and this, this episode is full of references, which is nice. And then Optimus Prime says, Autobots, we must become Beast Hunters. I got a name drop. Title drop. Yay. Title drop. Well, subtitle drop. Yes. yes. Subtitle drop. Sadly, they never. I don't think they ever actually say Transformers Prime on this show. <laughs> What, I, no, it would it would just have to be two sentences jammed together, and it would be an accident. Autobots, we must become Transformers Prime colon Beast Hunters colon <laughs> Predacons Rising. Yes. Yeah. So Prime breaks into oh he, here's a vague bit of history about our prehistoric monsters that existed before sentient life existed or some nonsense. And, and I guess they've got and, and we get the. Painted, matte painted flashback. Well, sort of like motion comics. They yes. move a little, but not much. Mm-hmm. So, have we actually... We haven't actually had mention of Dinobots on the show. We have right? not. They appeared in the tie-in comics. Yeah, I remember kind of a that. bridge between this and between uh, the video games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I remembered the, the Prime Dinobots in comics, but... Mm-hmm. So I guess Bulkhead was just telling Miko about Dinobots, like off camera at some point. Yes, it's telling her oh, stories. Oh yeah, somebody does. Somebody does say War for Cybertron. Yay, we get a reference to the game. 
which is the only <laughs> video game I've ever platinumed and probably ever will platinum. Ooh. It was a fun I, game. I, it was fun online, the only time I've ever really had fun online game. Yeah. Well, and they, anyway, they also show the kids pictures of them, which I, again, I guess those are like drawings of them. I'm not sure what ancient, like what the crossover was between Cybertronians being around and Predacons being around. Like, mm-hmm. was there a, was there a The Flintstones period? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was, I was thinking, like Flintstones. Where you had like a bunch of uh, Predacons used as household appliances, vehicles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a living. Well, on, on Cyber- I hope so. On Cybertron, that would actually make a lot more sense because they, they are machine things. You could use them for... That's weird. Oh. <laughs> Indentured servitude of animals makes more sense on Cybertron. Your cat is a vacuum. I mean, that's kind of what they've retconned into, like, uh, like Soundwave's robot buddies into. They were like actual animals that he made into his buddies. Yeah. yeah he made friends with, but they were also sentient. That go inside him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, oh, well. yeah well. Anyway, and, and it turns out that, uh, oh, they, they they were actually the source of, uh, you know, human legends about the dragons and, uh, and Loch Ness monsters and the like. Yes, we're going to have one of those. Ancient aliens. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it just reminded me of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, because we see, oh, ancient art aliens. and things, and then we see a Rodan, and, well, what could be a Godzilla or could just be a shark monster? It was hard to make out some of the drawings. There's there's definitely a, there's a two-headed one, which I guess, that's not a Ghidorah. Is there a two-headed uh, kaiju that fights Godzilla? Um, No? I don't think so. Okay. At least not like that. There aren't that many two-headed things, because three heads is easier to do with an actor in a suit than two. With two, uh, well, there's Ultraman. I guess that's true. Pandon has two heads, but they're sort of stuck <laughs> together for most of the neck so that a human head can go in there. Oh, okay. But, oh, yeah, yeah. in, in the, the flashback of this, we see Hunger and various other Terracon kind of looking things. Yeah. Yeah, and and you can't see Jen right now, but she's uh, she's actually saying aliens. She's got her hands yes. out, and she's got like a crazy hairdo. Aliens. <laughs> Strangely, not only is she saying it, but it's also superimposed over her in impact font. Yeah, it's kind of amazing how that happens, but it just it's just there floating in the air. <laughs> it's got my hair all teased up. Aliens. God, this has to be, like, a trope. There has to be a name for this trope of, like, whatever thing this story is about explains, just randomly also happens to explain old mysteries. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, it explains, oh, it it was clearly, like, Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoots and shit. That that does come up so often. I mean, that's a big Doctor Who thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because Bigfoots are actually alien robots. <laughs> um, and that's kind of, I mean, less so, but it's definitely a Star Trek thing. Yeah. Like, oh, the, the, like the ancient Greek gods, they were actually aliens. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's Thor, you know. Although, I mean, that's less this, no, like, that's actually, that's less, oh, this thing inspired Thor and more this, like, Thor was actually a real guy. Well, yeah. I mean, there's that. Yeah, that's, that's slightly different than, than like, in the Guyver movie, like, oh, zoonoids are the reason we have myths about werewolves and vampires and shit. That's, 
more explaining cryptid bullshit, which yes. is what this is. Yeah, there, well, there must be a name for that trope, but I have no idea what it is. I'm not going to TV tropes to check. It'd be fun to try and track down, like, what was the first thing to do that? Although, geez, the first thing to do that must have been really fucking old, because I think um, even Lovecraft did that in Whis- uh, Whispers and... What the fuck was the name of that one? The one with the Mego. Whisper in Darkness? Yes, that one. Because the Mego were like, they were Yeti legends and other things. That was like okay. 27-ish. Uh, according to Wikipedia, 1930. Oh, okay. But that's still, like, my, my first, my best guess was, like, the original Star Trek, but that, that, that is considerably older than this. Yeah. Although I come to think that I think that episode might have been written by Matheson, who was somehow connected to Lovecraft, or guys who knew Lovecraft. Probably the various yeah. circles of guys who sent letters to this racist who kept writing them back was rather large <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Interesting writer, but a racist motherfucker. Oh, sure. Anyway, hey. robots. So, yeah, anyway, robots. Uh, specifically, right. robot bones and the ability to extract CNA from them and clone them. Uh, I still, still kind of hate that, but um, I don't know how you get around it. But like, it. I kind of hate the idea of cloning robots to begin with. It's a weird concept. <laughs> well, you're not going to care for this season. No, I'm not. Well, <laughs> the season has been bumpy so far. Bits are good, but other bits are not good. And it does not live up to the concept that they're only hunting one single beast, and that's kind of annoying. One beast who's barely in the show. He's not even in this episode. No, he's not in this episode. He still doesn't have a name. I mean, I guess what we're hunting is, like, fossils, which... What we're hunting is the concept of beasts. I mean, it should be Transformers Prime Bone Hunters. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's like a Discovery Channel yeah, show that's about. Probably an actual thing. Yeah, it sounds vague. Also, the rejected title of Sex in the City. <laughs> um, Transformers Relic Hunter. <laughs> yeah. No. No, I, well, that's no. kind of what half the show has been. Well, this is true, although, sadly, this show was not cheaply shot in Canada. No, and there is no Tia Carrere. Although, if it was, uh, Agent Fowler would definitely have been played by Blue Mankuma. Yes! Oh, Need, like, a heavy-set black guy to play a government agent on a Canadian-shot TV show? Blue Mankuma is your man Kuma. Oh, it wasn't... <laughs> Wasn't he in something recently? Or is he dead? No, uh, he was sick. Um, I think we both listened to a podcast where they talked about the movie 2012 that he is in. Oh, yes. that was that was what it, where it came <gasps> up. Okay. I want to know about this podcast oh. because I love that <laughs> I mean, it's movie. just a bad movie podcast. They covered yeah. 2012 as like their summer blockbuster show. Yeah. I love that movie so much. It's so terrible. <laughs> and yeah, which also, is why it it's makes on me very sad bad that- movie podcast. Recently, I've somewhat related. Recently, I've I've described a particularly a particular anecdote of something I was doing as being like running away from the cold at the end of uh, <laughs> Day After Tomorrow, and nobody knows what I'm talking about. That's probably for the I'm, best. I'm very sad. <laughs> Not only do they have to run away from cold, they also have to run away from wolves. Yeah, 
Yeah. There was rain. I, there was a storm coming and I was running away from <laughs> the rain. Uh. Yes. Also, there were wolves. Yeah. God, that movie's so good. <laughs> So, bad. so, so they figure out, okay, so obviously Shockwave's digging these up, he's cloning them, but how'd they get here in the first place? We cut to the nemesis where that is explained because Starscream is all, Predacon fossils on Earth, sounds like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am glad that as much time as they've spent being like, having the characters find this strange like lampshading the fact that this is kind of a weird coincidence i am glad that we actually get an explanation after all of that yes but and we get an explanation, explanation immediately because makes, the explanation manages to make it more confusing because it's like oh the reason these predacons are on earth is because sound ah, shockwave cloned them like question mark number of years ago sent them to earth to harass autobots that were on earth which are something that's never been mentioned by the Autobots, like they didn't know there were previous people here that were murdered by I mean, maybe they all robot got, monsters. Maybe, yeah, maybe they all got eaten. Well, you, also, you'd think there'd be a report of like, oh, here's some guys we sent the here that should have been here when we arrived. Question mark. At one ago. point, Megatron uses the word predaclones. Yes. And that's a good I, word. No. <laughs> I kind of, well, Compared to you some see, of the Starscream, I've just discovered the portmanteau. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I, it amuses me anyway. But, like, the problem is, like, okay, Shockwave had the DNA in the past on Cybertron to create a shitload of things to send them to CNA. Earth. CNA. CNA, <laughs> sir. Uh, and he made the big unnamed Predacon dragon that's flying around, and presumably some other guys maybe in the middle, and he doesn't have any... CNA lying around anymore to make new ones. He has to find <laughs> the old shit that got lost on Cyber or lost on Earth and dig them up to make new ones. Like, can't he just like cut a spike off of his giant dragon and use that CNA? I mean, I think maybe he wants mm. to clone like different ones because as we can see, I, there are like all different kinds. Yeah. Maybe he's hunting around for his favorite like two headed hunger cat. But like, well, that and I mean the way that the weird ass way that Transformers biology works on this, maybe the Autobots can create like a virus that creates that like kills them all off, the way that like I, bananas get killed off because they're all the same uh, variety now. Maybe, Ooh. but like you'd think you have this really big, really effective dragon. Start there, make like fifteen of those while you're looking for the fucking bones of other old dead. <laughs> Cats with it. You don't know what he's got going on. I know. Well, I, you don't I, know what he's got in his lab that we find out at this point he is running off site. And of course, there's also th this is also runs into another problem. These are the bones of clone Predacons, and yes. I think as we all saw in the 1990s cloning documentary Multiplicity, you can run yes. into problems <clears throat> when you start cloning clones. Yeah, it's, yeah. they're going to end up with like some really effect. dumb Predacons, possibly a gay Predacon. Yeah, you're, you're gonna get variations. Although the the, the <gasps> ranking, that was a weird movie. The more you think about it, anyway. But like, one thing. <laughs> also, Star Starscream is like asking him how he's going to find all of them, yes. and Shockwave is like, "You didn't think I would send all my pets here without having the microchip?" Yeah, just, just like a Dasha. <laughs> I love that. Book. <laughs> 
no, I, I was I was thinking cat. Like these are his pets he sent here. He microchipped all his cats, which are giant metal <laughs> lizard monsters. Yes, it's, it's 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 this odd bit of sensible charming in Shockwave, who's logical and just dry in the series. Well, I mean, he's always talking about how logical things are. You know, I would logically extract the CNA from these fossils. Yeah, yeah he just throws the word logical in there. Like, that's not even relevant to what you're talking no, about. Like, it, it's, it's like the, the show notes were like, Shockwave is logical. And somehow, like, in every time he talks in this episode, it's like, wedge in him saying he's logical. It, it's, well, I guess that, that's a holdover from, Dr. Spock kind of goes, he would say that shit. I mean, it's, just, it's a little seems weird. worse yeah. than Spock. Yeah. Also, this shockwave, I mean, he's got some good design elements, but at, from, from now on, I will just be disappointed by all shockwaves that are not cyberpunk <laughs> shockwave. I do. I really love the design of this one, except for the eyeball. The eyeball's too big and it doesn't move. That That's one of my, like it, it's it's like um with Gundam and all the Xeon and weird the mono eye things like how the eyeball moves can dictate uh, like how he emotes whereas this he's just got one giant light bulb that he can't move because it fills up his entire how head. are you su- <laughs> how are you supposed to know when he's angry <laughs> <laughs> whereas with Cyberverse uh, Shockwave the answer is always yes <laughs> always. Well, he's always half so angry. And he's got half, the tiny head The second eye the isn't head. angry that's on top. I, I, <laughs> uh, why is there another eye up Weird little vestigial head. I love Cyberverse. Okay, he has bi- I could just... He has binocular vision, but it's stacked. I don't know how that's helpful. <laughs> I can go on for much too long about Cyberverse Shockwave, so I, I will let that's, us continue on. That's in, I the, just, that's in the future. Oh yeah, speaking of another weird thing about these Predacons, they apparently all died of old age. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's implied that because, well, they're talking about, oh, maybe there are myths and legends like griffins and dragons that people might have seen. Did they just see the bones like actual how myths about dinosaurs became like hydras and shit? But but it's like, how else would they have died? I don't think the people could have killed them, at least the bigger ones. I mean, maybe this was like a, this was like a Blade Runner thing with the clones, you know, the the flame that burns twice as bright burns half as long. That okay, it kind of makes sense that Shockwave might have built that into them, but the way Megatron was using them to send them to Earth to beat the shit out of things and like hang out there till we get there seems odd. We really thought we'd be here a lot sooner. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you know you you know how it goes. You've got plans. You get there a little late, and then everybody has died and become fossilized. Although I guess Megatron <laughs> was like lost for a while. Yeah. It is sort of okay. So that doesn't quite work. That they were around recently enough to be remembered by humans, but also have been dead long enough to be fossilized. I guess it does Do they ever explicitly say these are fossils? Because they could just be Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, they they kind of look like They shouldn't be fossilized because, for one, they're made of metal. Things, but... Well, the first one they find is a skull. Like... Oh, don't they say, like, 
endoform or something. Yeah, he says they're endomatter or something. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, robot this, bones. Robot, they're, well, they're, they're robots, so their bones are on the outside and the inside. Robot in between, bones. Uh, it's, it, it, this episode just raises more questions by answering some. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that only raises further questions. Yes. This is definitely the part where you just need to, like, not think at all. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so we cut back to the Autobots. The kids have fallen asleep, and they're on some very lovingly rendered, uh, crummy-looking vinyl couches. And I appreciate how crummy-looking these vinyl couches are. Yes. Yeah. Like, these are some 1985 doctor's waiting room couches. Yes. <laughs> I, I can hear the bad music and smell the bad coffee. And I, somehow I, a 20 year old copy of Highlights for Kids magazine materialed in my, materialized in my hands. It just, it was just always there. And for the record, Miko is the goofus and Jack is the gallant. <laughs> oh, good. That's good to clear up. It's important to know. Raph, also the gallant. Yes. There's three. You got boy. You got to split up the goofuses and the gallants. Oh yeah. god, I, I sound like I'm 500 years old. Yeah, I haven't seen one of those. <laughs> so, well, I, I haven't picked up one of those in fucking forever. In my dentist's office. I don't reach it. I just wait. Oh, I got to go there again this week. <laughs> anyway, so the uh, so while all this is going on, Ratchet is working again on synthetic energon, which you remember back from the uh, reanimator episode where he injected himself with, with green goop and became. Uh, both super jacked, a, a real dick, and he started sexually harassing Arcee. Yes. Yeah, However, he is not calling it synth in, which is good. <laughs> I, I appreciate that he has given up on making that a thing. I mean, they already made talks in a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they did. But anyway, hey, it Although, Fowler does end up making me think about other things that maybe I shouldn't be thinking about. Robots in kilts. Yes, because it is uh, it is Decepticon time. Fowler busts in because his office is just like one door away from their base, which sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, especially when <laughs> somebody throws a giant ball into the wall slash door of your office. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in. So we've got Decepticon activity in both Texas and Scotland. So Scotland, you guys better, uh, better get your kilts on. I like that Optimus, I mean, you, you have the moment of Optimus just like ignoring that. <laughs> and then Magnus is like, what's a kilt? Yeah. <laughs> Agent Fowler can at times be oblique. I find it best to simply <laughs> nod and mobilize. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they just accept that Fowler is going to make strange cultural references that they will not understand, <laughs> and in fact, that are not worth understanding. That, that might be the, my favorite thing that Prime's ever said in this entire series. It's it's a good line. It's pretty good. Just nod and yes. ignore and just go with it. Yes. Although, last episode, we got a pretty great Megatron be gone. Yeah, yes. that, uh, that didn't really feel like a Prime line, and yeah. that was... A little too cheesy. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed right, it, but so, it just fell off. So yeah, it's it's time to uh, time to split up, and so uh, Ultra Magnus and uh, Wheeljack and Bulkhead are going to go to Scotland, and Prime, Bumblebee, and Smokescreen are going to go to Texas, 
I don't, do we even mention where RC is here? She's barely in this episode. Um. Yeah. Should, does she have online? I can't remember. Oh. Ah. Yeah. And of course, Ratchet's just gonna stay behind. Yeah. And, uh, this is around the point where Prime is all, hey, li- or where Magnus is all, listen, Prime, I know this is like a sacred cultural artifact, but also it's really big and I can hit guys with it. So can I take it with me? <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to say you would think that Magnus would be a m- little more reverent about these things, but I suppose there's nothing about being lawful neutral that says you also have to be religious. Right. So that's fair. I'll allow and it. And Prime is all, okay, sure. Yes. And so they set off to a largely abandoned field of oil derricks. We'll catch up with the other team in the next episode. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so Smokescreen and Bumblebee, they're, you know, they're driving through this field of oil derricks, and, uh, you know, Smokescreen's all, hey, uh, Bumblebee, have you, have you ever wanted to be the protagonist of this show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Smokescreen's really, like, caught up on this whole thing, because, like, he, he wanted to be the protagonist and then he like realized that when it was imminent that maybe he didn't actually he wasn't actually ready for it and that now he's like thinking i don't want to be working at this starbucks if i was prime they would be making me stack all these cubes yeah and and now he's like bugging bumblebee about it and Bumblebee's all, yeah, no, uh, not really, but, uh, as far as that whole protagonist thing goes, I've got real bad news for you about the next series. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Poor Bumblebee. Well, I mean, Bumblebee's all, yeah, no, I just really kind of want a promotion. And, uh, even then, I'm, like, Prime says, yeah, you can have it, but I'm all like, eh, maybe not. Uh, I mean, he's fine being who he is. Yeah. He's, you know, you don't have to be management. No. Not everyone is cut out for management. Not everybody wants to be management. Not everyone should be management. So, you know, he's he's good at what he does, and he's happy just continuing to do that and not trying to be management. Although, again, in that case, Bumblebee, I also have bad news for you about the next series. <laughs> yes. Womp womp. <laughs> ah. So, hey, so Smokescreen's all, oh, well, maybe I should just be more like Bumblebee and just kind of like... You know, just do my thing and not worry about being, uh, you know, the guy. And just be a guy. Yeah. Anyway, then they fight some Viacons. Yes, there's some Viacons. They have a fight. I'm like, Bumblebee is just like, we're we're busy, smokescreen. We don't need to be talking about this. And also, I mostly can't talk and just beep, so. Yeah, but smokescreen understands him, so. In in this context, at least, again, his limitation is not really a limitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so, and uh, the fight scene uh, is uh, pretty also good. Sho- yeah, the good fight scene. We get Shockwave, who is, uh, he's got what is apparently a jawbone of a Predacon, but also kind of just looks like a big wishbone. Oh, yes. Yeah, at first, it, it, it's a weird thing. Well, it's, why, why, well, I guess it's a robot, so that's why a jawbone would be attached together in the front. Like, Anyway, the fight stuff. The fight stuff is pretty damn good, although it's it's hard to specify yes. again, as I've said. It's hard to talk about it. But there was a neat shot where, like, the 
oil derrick thingy was coming down and smashes a Viacon's head, and we get to see it from his yes. perspective. We'd see the, the the lens of the camera cracks. That was awesome. Yes, that was very cool. Yes. And then uh, Bumblebee's showing off by, by kind of being smug, just punking on these Viacons at this point. There's like some he shoots really... one without looking. There's some really good direction just, like, in the rest of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, Prime tries to help out, but then uh, Soundwave is also there. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, Soundwave um, shows up. Yay! Is there new episode, new music in this episode, or, I, or did I just finally notice, like, in the scene where, like, Shockwave comes out of, like, a crater or whatever the fuck, it, it seemed like he had a new theme song? I think it might be new. Either that, or they just took an old one and, a- and added more drum machine to it. <laughs> probably, there was, probably there was another more spot where I thought I, I thought I heard a different song, or maybe it was just a song that hasn't come up in a while. Yeah, Shockwave probably Sorry. be into techno. I mean, Soundwave is more into techno, but and they're 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 on this like giant Michael Bay esque super high bridge. Yes. Yeah. And there's there's really cool scene where they're fighting on it, and Prime is sort of fighting around it with uh, Soundwave and Laserbeak. Um, mm-hmm. And then Bumblebee and Smokescreen kind of get this big sort of – they end up in this big tug of war with Shockwave where it does look like they're going to break this thing like a wishbone. <laughs> yes. Also, I feel like Shockwave would be not getting beaten up embarrassingly in this fight if he had an angry eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean he's so in many- a tug of war here and he doesn't think to use his giant cannon arm. Yeah. Well, what, at one point he does start to use it, and then somebody pug, tugs the cable that it's attached to, so we can't shoot. But it, it is oh, really weird. Like you have this jawbone that you're fighting. You're not that. You could run to the gate. All you have to do is break the bone in half where they're holding it, and then just book it. But no, yeah, because you only do need that. you don't need the whole thing. You just need like a chunk. Because really, they only end up with like a tooth from it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they 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 ground bridge it into. Basically, Megatron's hand. Oh, yes, because oh, that I love Soundwave thinking with portals because he just does that again. Yes. It's like as as the bone is falling, Prime is going up to get it. Soundwave just looks there, does calculations, does the math in his head. Voomp, portal right into Megatron's hand. Oh, that, that's a good shot. Yes, yes, it's a very good shot. And then, so yeah, uh, that's uh, pretty much it for them. The uh, the Decepticons take off. Uh, Megatron decides, uh, Shockwave, you know, given that you're the only guy who knows how to grow, you know, these monsters, maybe you should just do that and leave the fighting to the fighting guys. I mean, to be fair, Shockwave doesn't need to be a fighting guy. No, but, I mean, it's tempting because he has a giant cannon arm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's huge. Like he takes on two Autobots at once. I mean, at one point he turns, you know, he turns into a big tank thing. At one point he's on fire. <laughs> oh, when he dries out on fire, yeah, that's pretty. That's cool too. Although, although the, it's hard to rank like who matches against who in power levels in this because the one who downs giant super powered flying brick Optimus Prime in this episode is Laserbeak poking at his back with a taser. This is true. Yeah, <laughs> Laserbeak is still he's the most powerful bird. thing. Like, in, in how many continuities is Laserbeak one of the most powerful characters? I know in the Marvel Comics, Buzzsaw, like, takes out uh, oh, it was Omega Buzzsaw. Supreme. Omega. Yes. He cannon blasts Omega Supreme. Yes. According to the narration box. 
little birdies are powerful. Yeah, and uh, and that is pretty much it for Project Predacon. Yep. I, you know, it's a fun yeah. episode. I like the action. I I like the increasingly convoluted explanations about Predacons. Yes. Even yeah, though they don't make an enormous amount of sense when you think about it too hard. Not really. It, it's just neat to think about, like, Terracons wandering ancient Earth at some point. Maybe they were hanging out with dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess they maybe outlived the dinosaurs and lived another 65 million years to also encounter humanity and then died of old age. Or at least got I, close enough I want to know what stories or... Bulkhead is telling Miko about the Dinobots. Probably maybe mo- they were around during Mammoth times or something? I am guessing mostly like Dinobot uh, record drinking contests. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, well it, it's. Do, do we know in the script, is it Dinobot with an I or a Y? Oh, I didn't think to look at the. <laughs> I'm sure it was D I N O. Yeah, I don't it was know probably if they... still I because the Y did the Y didn't come out until not that long ago in IDW. Yeah. Was it? Um, I, yeah, I maintain that still. Kind Spotlight of... Grimlock or something? it's still kind of dumb, but I don't totally hate it. It oh. I don't hate it the way that I hate CNA. Yeah, CNA is really annoying. Like di- like dynamic dynamo. It's a thing. You just stick a bot on the end it it can work they just be the dynamo robots become dino bots it's i, I like that one it's the, it's the right degree of bad pun <laughs> ah, so yeah that uh, that does it for project predacon uh, you know sort of sort of it, it's weird that this is sort of setting up our status quo for the season when we're five episodes into the season. Yeah. Yeah, it, that is a little, the, the pacing in this season is a little interesting, yes. but it, it's a good episode. Because it's a shorter season, it's, it's, it's weird. I, yeah, I guess it's a good episode. It, it's just, cause this season is like 13 episodes, excuse me. Cause this season is only like 13 episodes. It, it's just, it feels like a full length 26 episode season was squished down. And, and it kind of... Right. They started out normally, and they're, now they're sort of getting the wrap-it-up signal, like at the Oscars. Yeah. Yes. You know, the, the orchestra's starting to play. It's like you, you got a couple few... You got more people to thank. You can't remember the name of your agent. <laughs> Although, remember, this not only gets 13 episodes, it gets 13 episodes and a movie. Yeah. Yes. A movie which... It well, does it get a movie. Basically three episodes. There's a lot more going on than I remember in the movie. Or I may just be remembering yes. wrong. It's it's pretty involved. It's like it's another thirteen episodes worth of story. Yeah, pretty much. Crunched down to movie length. And then not much of it gets followed up on in Robots in Disguise. Not at all. No. Really, other than hey, no. some of it animal kind guys of. now. I mean, like the implication is they were always animal guys. Yeah, yeah. which is weirder considering this season. I mean, animal guys, not like actual monsters. No, but it's like the, the, the stopgap. There a bridge between. I don't know. Well, it, we'll get there when we get there. the 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 setup yes. of next series I like better than the setup of this one, but the execution mm. might be different. Anyway, until next episode, we are all over the internet. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and uh, we have a Patreon. 
Yes, uh, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And this month, we are talking more kimono friends. Beast friends, not beast wars. Or beast hunters. Beast, Beast friends. Beasties! Yes, definitely beasties. Uh, and of course, there is also a, a news podcast associated with Icon Underground. Yep, uh, Icon Underground Radio. We are trying to do episodes with some consistency. Uh, uh, yeah, my my job upheaval has been what it is, uh, but we've got more comics to talk about, more news to talk about, more Unicron to talk about. Uh, so yeah, that is also out there. So until next time, uh, when, I've lost my place. Uh, until <laughs> next time, when we, uh, when we encounter the chain of command, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. that one alright I never went Save on to my Gundam project. rant about video games that still isn't fucking here which is annoying the crap out of me uh, yeah seriously you gotta file a claim on that that's I did I, I did it way too long fucking yesterday and hopefully I'll get my fucking money back but I've already bought another one hopefully which is technically the third one oh. I've bought because <sighs> the first one actually wasn't this? in stock a, a video game um SD Gundam G Generations Genesis, an import game. It's in English, oh, that's, that's... but it's being imported from like the Southeast Asia because that's where the English version came out. It's like two years old. And I figured, oh, a month ago, it's like I want to get that game. I want to play that, and and it's just been a nightmare trying to get it because first I ordered it from Amazon, and and that went through. But then it turned out the the reseller didn't have it in stock, so it was canceled. So I was like, okay, whatever. So that day I ordered it off of eBay. That day was a month and two, one day ago, and it's still not fucking here because I paid for eBay that day. And it was supposed to ship. It should have been here, like, between the 9th and the 14th, and it fucking wasn't. So I filed a claim. Give me my money back. Yeah, I told him as a person who did eBay stuff, who, who was an eBay seller, that's like unacceptable because yeah, it turned out i never cool. actually got a shipping notice although it said it was going to be shipping paid for the fucking thing i don't fucking know what the hell the problem is so i put in a thing i should get my money back from ebay hopefully so so i bought it three times i pay, paid a grand total of well a current total of 150 dollars is on the line hopefully i'll get 70 of that back for one fucking yeah. game <sighs> Anyway, maybe I just like uh, the word beast so much because it's in my favorite Shakespeare quote. Uh, let, let's Which one is the that? beasts uh, of war? No, that is dogs. I know of it's war. dogs. I can't remember a beast. Previously used in a previously used in a Transformers episode. Yeah, it's a yes. Megatron line, of course.